Good morning. My name is Kelly Stack, and I'm from uh, UC Santa Cruz. And today I'm going to present um, a case study. Uh, after the case study, we'll have a, a small group exercise. And um, just in case you're wondering, this has nothing to do with security. Okay, so you all know you're in the right place. I don't, I don't know how this got in. <laughs> but, oh well. <laughs> okay. So, um, the situation at UC Santa Cruz uh, that led to this adventure that I'm going to be telling you about was that we had um, a variety of clicker systems. Clickers are student response systems. They're those um, little remote control devices that... Uh, you can hand out to students, and then they'll, uh, you can put a PowerPoint slide up with questions, and the students can vote on it. You get polls and that kind of thing. So there were a variety of these systems in use at, um, at UC Santa Cruz, and there was um, just no funding to provide uh, a single comprehensive service for it. We went back um, year after year, asking for funding to do this, but um, no luck. We were always turned down. So we thought that um, we might be able to at least help the students out by putting together a standard. So we gathered together our stakeholders. Um, we uh, found a faculty who were willing to work on this, um, of course, instructional technology staff, and uh, people at the bookstore. The people at the bookstore turned out to be um, surprisingly key to the whole thing because they were the people who would encounter faculty um, right after the faculty had heard from a clicker vendor who had promised them the moon, and then they'd go to the bookstore and order the clickers from them. So if this had been a normally funded service uh, uh, development effort, we would have... Um, solicited feedback from faculty and students. Uh, we would have held focus groups. We would have conducted surveys. We would have compared and contrasted all of the rival systems and held vendor shootouts. And we would have planned for training and support. And we would have prepared documentation for it. But we didn't have funding to do any of that. So instead, we found ourselves setting boundaries as clearly as we could. Basically, what we said at the beginning of, of each meeting was, we don't have any money. <laughs> um, we can't do the things we normally do, uh, but we'll, we'll try to, to get this thing going for you. So we asked the faculty to take the lead, meaning that the faculty had the responsibility for calling uh, the meetings, for contacting the vendors, all that kind of thing. And we sat at the table with them, but we made them take the lead. And they really did step up to the job. Um, they uh, answered questions that we had uh, when we brought up possible things that might get in the way of successful completion of the project. They came up with good answers. So, uh, as you can see from there, um, those are not actual quotes, but those are pretty much the things that, that came up in the faculty's response to them. 
We published a website so that we could keep all of the ground rules clear, and we also wanted to publicize the effort. And in the website, we tried to give clear directions about how to get started and who to contact. And in a surprisingly short period of time, um, we reached an agreement on a standard. The faculty were really not into meeting a lot. And uh, now that nobody was going to be setting up the shootouts for them, they weren't really into setting up shootouts. They were into coming to a decision and moving on. So we had created an unfunded non-mandate. So looking back on it, there were um, circumstances that made it possible for us to be successful. Uh, first of all, uh, it was important for our success that there was actually a solution available that wouldn't require a large uh, investment of resources. And uh, we thought that we had successfully created a self-service, non-service. At UC Santa Cruz, um, we're really into the idea of, of surrounding technology offerings with service, the idea of a service. And this was just a, it wasn't even a technology offering. It was a guideline. And it in no way included the service that might be thought of as, as um, uh, trying to uh, put together all the support and guidance and troubleshooting for the faculty that might come along with a funded solution. We thought that the solution would be community-supported, or dare I say, cloud-supported. Uh, and we uh, hadn't painted ourselves into any technological corners. By sitting at the table with the faculty, we made sure that the technology that was chosen was technology that wasn't going to um, play badly with other existing technology on campus. So everybody was happy forever after. Or were they? Well, so, last month I interviewed some of the instructors who used clickers in our brave new self-service world, and I found out a few things. I found out that um, using clickers is a high-reward enterprise, uh, meaning that if, if everybody's happy with it, if, you, if it happens smoothly, you really get high rewards, and even uh, the one instructor who was not happy with, uh, who wasn't, who said that she wouldn't have done it if she'd known it was going to be that much work, even she was very happy with the results. Um, so it, it is high reward. But it's also high risk. And there are many potential points of failure. Uh, there's user error, students forget to bring the clickers, or the batteries run down, or the clickers fail. Uh, you have to coordinate the clicker software with the PowerPoint, with the grading software, and all of that. And students can be very unforgiving. Now, one of the findings that I, that I had was that 
the instructors who already knew how to use the clicker equipment did the best with it, and they were the happiest with it. Um, but that isn't necessarily truly self-service. And unless you're really familiar with this technology, just mastering it is really daunting. Here are some screenshots of the Clicker Quick Start Guide. Um, and if you've done any support with uh, users, you can see that this kind of thing is just terribly intimidating. Here's some more shots from that. Uh, <laughs> You know, this is not a quick start guide. Okay. Um, this is really just too much for an average user who hasn't used a certain kind of technology before to grasp on their own. But that's what we were asking them to do. So there was another interesting finding. The instructors who already had used a proven pedagogical method, peer instruction, did the best, and they were happiest using the clickers. So um, this starts to sound like uh, self-service in which only the fittest survive. Um, and it's not that there isn't a lot of information out there about best practices using clickers. There is a lot of information out there. In fact, there's too much information out there for somebody who isn't familiar with using clickers. A lot of the information that's out there is about using clickers with something called peer instruction, which is very popular in physics. But uh, instructors from other disciplines have a hard time uh, translating methodologies from other disciplines into their discipline. So again, it turned out that uh, knowing, just knowing how to use the clicker was one thing, but then knowing how to make it useful in teaching was yet another barrier. So all in all, I would have to say that um, we've provided a narrow solution to a narrow problem. Um, we have successfully promulgated a voluntary standard on campus for clicker technology. But we didn't develop a service to assist faculty in integrating clicker technology. And um, what's worse is we had workshops and uh, did some promotions on the clicker uh, that the workshops were not led by us. They were vendor-led workshops. That may have um, uh, convinced some faculty that this was a really great thing for them to adopt into their teaching. Um, it was really hard for me to work with faculty who uh, felt that they were going to get support or, or couldn't sort of believe, I think, but reading the, the website that said you're not going to get any support, I don't think they really believed it or they didn't really think about what that meant. Um, it was hard to resist putting in lots of hours to learn how to use the technology enough to teach it and how to use about the, the pedagogy enough to um, teach that. Uh, but if I had done that, that would have meant enabling the campus in creating uh, yet another unfunded mandate. So here are some steps that uh, we're going to um, take. Uh, we're going to redo the web page so that it says in big letters, this is not a funded service, although that's a pretty negative 
message to put out there. So I don't know exactly how big we're going to be able to make those letters because people don't like to have web pages that are talking about how to do things. And the first thing they say is, be careful. This is really hard to do. Um, perhaps that if we can document growing demand for this, we can uh, get more support for it in the future when we have lots of money. Um, so at this point, what I want to do is get all of you involved. Uh, and the reason why I want to do this, well, I have a couple of reasons. One is that uh, the UCCSC conference is a great place for people to network with each other, to get to know each other from different campuses. And I think that frequently there's not enough of that in the, in the sessions that we give. The other thing is that I don't have good answers for why, um, for, for whether this would actually uh, translate to other campuses and for how to make sure that a situation like this has a better outcome. I think it had a generally positive outcome, but it just didn't have as good an outcome as it could. So what I'd like to do is um, get all of you to try to figure that out for me. Um, now, first of all, how many of you have been involved in something like this case study that I've just presented, something that was underfunded. <laughs> Don't everybody raise their hand. But <laughs> something that was underfunded, um, but uh, you felt that there was uh, generally a positive outcome in this on your campus. OK. You come on down. OK. Come down here. Isn't that awful? Nobody's going to raise their hand now. Okay, that's fine. Take this and here. Okay, and would you go over there? Okay, okay. Okay, and so how many of you have done something, um, uh, been in, involved in, and don't worry, you know, if you don't raise your hands, you're going to get it anyway. Ha, have not, um, have been involved in something that was underfunded like this, and it had a generally negative outcome, you felt. Yeah, because none of that has never happened with anybody in this room. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I see a hand go up? No? Oh, come on. Nobody. Okay. Unfunded negative outcome. Nobody has ever been involved with a service that you just didn't have the money for. You tried to do it anyway, and it turned out that it just wasn't that good. You are all so lucky. Okay. Okay. Would you go up in that corner, please? Okay. So for the rest of you, what I'd like you to do is uh, go into, we'll count off by fours, and this will be group one, two, oh, we don't have a fourth. Okay. You get to go up, Jane, in that corner. Okay, we'll count off in fours. And what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm handing out um, sheets. I'm going to ask you to talk about what I've just given you and try to 
come up with some solutions. Thank you.